received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Friday morning, July 29th. Hello, fight enthusiasts, and welcome to the UFC 277 version of Gamble's Bout Business Podcast. This card is the second card now held in Texas in the last five weeks or so. This is Dallas, Texas. We've talked about the Texas State Athletic Commission. Uh, Decisions are something that will be a theme of what we talk about through the next few rounds. And it does affect, as well as what happened on the scale this morning, our perception of a couple of these fights. Momentum continued last week as we pick up another few units. Our total record now, 68-83. The key is that that's 45% win percentage. Now, we talked about win percentage. When I was at 42 or 3, it wasn't working right. And when I'm at 46, 7, 8, it really works right. So we're on our way to building that total units for the year, minus 2.73. I don't like that any better than anyone else, but we were another five, six units worse than that two weeks ago. Our minus 2% ROI is begging us to address it, and that's exactly what we're going to do here with this card tomorrow. With that in mind, our single point of focus is to try and profit from this card. Weigh-in abnormalities affected us to an extent so that we've reduced a bet and removed another one altogether. And that other one that we removed could come back. So without much further ado, we have a big day. Let's step right in to the first and most important round one. Round one, Schemmelsberger versus Morono. This is the feature bout on the prelims. Morono from Houston, does do some training in Dallas at Fortis. These fights in Texas, in Dallas, we've mentioned the State Athletic Commission already. Schemmelsberger open minus 175 to Morono plus 150. That number was reduced to Schemmelsberger midweek minus 155 and Morono plus 135. It was at that point in time that I released via Twitter, Schemmelsberger minus 155. He's currently about minus 160 or 65. You may even get a minus 155, depending on how soon you can move on this total in this fight, two and a half rounds, minus 185 to the over. I kind of see a a very competitive 170-pound fight here. Morono did weigh in a little bit late and uh, weighed 171 at the cut. Didn't look great, didn't look poor, but Schemmelsberger did have 
an hour of hydration on top of him. Schemmelsberger, two years the younger man, two inches the taller man, three-inch reach advantage, two with his legs, three and one in the UFC. His size and his durability, I think, lend him and put him in a good position against a guy in Murano that is durable and has won his last three, but I think he's ripe as he can be here. The one thing that we got to watch out for is the close decision, and that does factor here. That said, when I was offered Schemmelsberger at openers minus 175, I thought it fair. At 155, it's even more than fair. I'll take the risk of where this fight is being held because I think I'm getting the more dominant fighter. Round one, Matt Schemmelsberger minus 155 as released earlier in the week or minus 155 to 165, depending on when and where you can get him. Now, before we ease into round two, uh, just a review that we have two futures that are coming up October 22nd, which is UFC 281, Bronx plus 195, and Sean Brady minus 125. I just want listeners to be able to realize that those are out there. Those prices are no longer available, but the sooner you get them, the sooner the price won't run away from you because I do believe Bronx will end up settling at plus 150 or so, and Brady might end up closing as high as minus 150. That being completed, let's move into UFC 277 in round two. Round two, we're going to stay in the undercard. The fight, in fact, just prior to Schemmelsberger and Morono is Dober and Alves. Talk about a barn burner of a fight. This has got barn burner written all over it. Dober trains at Team Elevation. The guy is great and does well against strikers, has been challenged against grapplers. He just beat the brakes off of Terrence McKinney, who arrived with a bunch of momentum, and Dober showed some great will overcoming early phased, being phased. Uh, He was stunned and dazed and confused and came back and won that fight after losing to Brad Rydell, I think a fight he'd like to get back and then being dominated by Makachev. In interviews this week, Dober's expressed the fact that he's been challenged against grapplers, but lucky for him in this fight, Alves, though he comes from Brazil, isn't really a grappler. He's a Muay Thai striking specialist. He's got impressive wins or an impressive win over Mark Casey in his last. Casey fought last week, looked great. He's got a loss against Ismagulov that even though he lost the decision, if you watch that fight, he won many hearts, mine included. Alvis, a competitive guy, and this is going to be a dangerous striking match between these two guys. Dober opens minus 255 to Alves plus 210, and Alves just gets steamed by the marketplace. And I think now that I'm looking at it, rightfully so. But as we view this fight, Dober now priced minus 165, Alves plus 145. Be too late for me to be the last guy on the Alves train, if anything. I would tend to take a look at Dober and feel like you're getting him at almost a full dollar of discount. When I see how competitive I value this fight based on who each has been in with, 
their their basic size equalness and their striking similarities. I have to think that this fight is going to go a little higher than what the experts think. Lined two and a half under minus 160. I think that I'm willing to invest that this fight is probably going to decision. But just to be safe, I'm going to take plus money. Dober versus Alves. Fight starts round three plus 110. Of course, that's a DraftKings prop. And now let's move into round three. Round three. Now we hit the main card. And I believe the first fight on said card, light heavyweight battle between Ankalaev, Magomed Ankalaev, a man with a lot of momentum, and Anthony Smith, a guy riding high, entering what is perhaps his last hurrah at a title shot. But at 34, the guy is focused, experienced, and insulted at the price of this fight. Ankalaev, two inches the shorter man, and only about four years younger than Smith, is also at a disadvantage in reach. Smith has been in with world-class elite fighters from John Jones on down. Uncle I has been in with a good set and arrives in this fight with plenty of momentum. I'm painting the picture of a competitive fight, and when I saw the opening price of Uncle I of minus 490 to plus 360 for Smith, I was as surprised as Anthony Smith was insulted. Over under in the fight, two and a half over minus 160. Yeah, I, I think I see that as indicating a competitive fight, but I don't see the 490, 360 indicative of any kind of battle I foresee between Smith and Ankalaya. Further, as we talk today, the price on Ankalaya's minus 550 and Anthony Smith is plus 410 or better. That's a ridiculous price. Now, today in the weigh-ins, I needed to see Anthony Smith jump on that scale in the first 15 minutes, look great, and then go drink orange juice. In fact, what I saw is him come out at 834 with 25 minutes left, unfortunately, in the weigh-in process, and he looked a little bit drawn. So rather than a full unit of investment in round three on Anthony Smith, we're going to go a half a unit of investment. Currently, he's priced plus 410. Be patient. Take the highest price. Round three, Anthony Smith plus 410 for a half a unit. Now let's roll right into round four. In round four, we're looking at 125-pound flyweights. These men arguably fighting for the next shot at the winner of the co-main event tonight between Brandon Moreno and Kai Kara France. In this case, we have Alexander Pantoja facing Alex Perez. Again, flyweight fight, beautiful matchup. Pantoja opens minus 150, Alex Perez plus 125. Pantoja got a couple inches of reach. Really what he's got is blazing speed, great quickness, nimble footwork, and he's a killer striker. That said, while he has a striking advantage over almost anyone in the division, he is susceptible to wrestlers. In fact, if you listen to the Brandon Moreno interview from this week, his 20-minute interview, which I listened to all of those, 
he broke down this fight and I wasn't planning on betting it until I heard Moreno's breakdown and now we're betting it. He gave a beautiful breakdown that explained exactly Pantoja's propensity to get beat if someone can get him to the floor. Well, Alex Perez arrives the larger man. He's an inch taller, two years younger, and though he doesn't have a reach advantage, his goal is not to strike with Pantoja. This fight opened Pantoja minus 150, now Pantoja minus 190. Alex Perez's balloon to plus 165. I think this is a great opportunity for Perez, who we last saw get dominated some years ago by Figueredo. He's had bad luck and a number of fights canceled. Oh, by the way, in two fights with Matt Schnell, who we just saw fight recently in competitive fashion, he was lined at minus 300 or better. Alex Perez is a way better fighter than he showed against Figueredo. And a plus 165 price in this fight against Pantoja is an opportunity for us, especially since Alex Perez sauntered onto the scale in the first 20 minutes of this weigh-in process this morning and made weight easily. Round four, Alex Perez plus 165 for a half unit. We're also going to take Perez via decision plus 330. That's also a half a unit wager. Now, before we roll into round five, let's hear about some great opportunities offered to us from our friends at Manscaped. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LU. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide. Plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LU. Round five, we move into the heavyweights. Can't help myself. Derek the Black Beast Lewis against Sergei Pavlovich. I'm not really going to touch a side here because I got to tell you, Lewis opens minus 135. Now he's a plus 115. They're betting Pavlovich like they got tomorrow's sports page. I'm not so sure I really believe in the movement in that regard. I mean, we I saw Alistair Overeem hit Pavlovich a few times in the temple and, and knock him into tomorrow. And Lewis has every bit the power over him does, even though maybe not his footwork and precision. This should be a very, very interesting fight. Pavlovich, surely seven years younger. But other than that, they're about the same size, though Pavlovich is a lefty and has a six-inch reach advantage. So there'll be a little advantage on the feet for Pavlovich if, in fact, it's a striking encounter he is after and really what i think here is that we're going to see lewis who is from houston who is being judged by texans and i beg people to go back and look at the Elir latifi black beast fight from five six years ago held in texas latifi clearly won the fight lewis got the decision i'm just saying here the side can be really a difficult side if this fight goes to a decision. 
I'm not so certain it goes to decision with that over underlined at one and a half minus 145 to the under. But what I do think we're going to have is some mutual respect and a couple of guys that are going to feel each other out for a while. And for that reason, the round five release, Derek Lewis, Sergey Pavlovich starts round two. That is a minus 120 proposition. We'll bet one unit to win 0.80. Now let's move right into round six. Round six, main event. I've been talking about it all week. It was released earlier this week on my column at Point Spread Weekly with the fine folks at VEASAN. Pena at the time, plus 225. She's reduced a little bit now. She's plus 215 or thereabouts fighting Amanda Nunes in the rematch. In the first fight, Nunes minus 950. Pena showed focus, conditioning, unrelenting belief in herself in surviving the first round, taking Nunez into the second, letting Nunez gas herself out and beating her. In Pena, most of our fight features, assets, are mental. She's physically able. She has 55% takedown accuracy. That's fifth all time in women's bantamweight. 50% striking accuracy. Seventh all time. She has a plus 1.34 striking differential. Sixth all time bantamweight women. Pena's a killer, but she's precise. She's calculated. And maybe the thing she has going for her more than anything is how intelligent she is. Other side of the cage, Amanda Nunez, two inches taller, two years older. She's had great success, and maybe that isn't so good. Yeah, she's ferocious and a savage. She has eight finishes in the women's 135-pound bantamweight division. That's first all-time. And she sports a 74% takedown defense, fifth all-time. So what we're going to have here is a Nunez who's claiming to be in better focus, in better conditioning, and better prepared for this fight, all of which I believe, against a Pena that is from the word go, as soon as she won that fight the first time, called for the rematch, she knew she was going to have to beat her twice. I love Pena's focus. She stepped on the scale with about 90 seconds remaining today, and no question about it, I was worried about her as I was Anthony Smith until I saw a jovial, bubbling, effervescent Juliana Pena step on the scale. Her corner, according to Brett Akamoto for ESPN, let her sleep in today. That kind of mental warfare is genius. I've been watching weigh-ins for 15 years, and I, I've missed maybe one a year. I've never seen someone do that. And really, when we're betting Pena here, not only are we betting her belief and her toughness and her game, we're betting her intelligence. I think that is maybe the biggest difference between these two girls here. And Pena's already flexed it at these weigh-ins. Pena plus two something I think is a bargain. I don't want to disrespect Nunez, but she's had too much success, and she's parlayed that success into leaving AT&T Gym in Florida and starting her own gym, 
her own business venture. She's a new mom with Nina Ansarov, now Nina Nunez, and she has a lot of changes going on in her life. And as much as we respect her and want all the success in the world for Amanda Nunez, she isn't ready mentally for what Pena is going to bring tomorrow night. Round six, Juliana Pena, plus 210, plus 225, wherever you can get her. Now let's roll in to the seventh and final round. Seventh and final round, we got a smattering. This is Texas. I think there's a couple fights here that are lined to the over that have a real good chance of ending in a split decision or a majority decision. The first one, Moreno and France. I haven't talked about the co-main event, and all I'll say is this. If this fight was being held anywhere other than Texas or Phoenix or L.A., where the Hispanic clientele would be in such favor for Moreno. If this fight was held in Toronto, I'd be betting Cara France. There's no doubt in my mind. But this is Texas, and these are Mexican fans, and Moreno's Mexican, and I find it really, really difficult for me to believe that Cara France can get a fair shake in Texas in this fight. And so I'm not betting this fight because of my distrust for Texas, and the taint, I think, that this fight will have for Moreno. Let's not forget, the fight's lined at four and a half over minus 180. This fight's probably going to decision. And I think I see a Moreno decision. That said, I'm going to invest a third of a unit. Moreno-France, split decision or majority decision. Now, you got to go to DraftKings or FanDuel to get this prop, but it's available there. A third of a unit, Moreno-France, split decision or majority decision. The next fight is the exact same bet, and it's on Semmelsberger and Morano. Morano, the Texan. I smell a really tight fight, should this go to decision. Well, the fight's lined two and a half over minus 185, so this ain't going to decision more than likely. And if it goes to decision, you could get some home cooking. Round seven spoke to Schemmelsberger Morono, plus 500, split decision, majority decision. Last but not least, we'll go all the way down to the card. Edwards against Ji Young. This fight over two and a half rounds, minus 375. That thing's just got, you know, a wet blanket fight written all over it. That said, Edwards got some power and she's big, but she also missed weight. And she looked distracted and a little dejected, actually, weighing in at 825 today. She was a half hour ahead. So they've made their arrangement financially, but with an over that looks like a decision here, we're going to also think that the refs, even though there's no Texas fighter here, I still have great confidence that the Texas State Athletic Commission can turn something that is potentially clear and clean into something muddled and murky. And with that in mind, Kim Edwards, same bet, split decision or majority decision, that's plus 360, a third of a unit there. That is the third spoke of round seven. Again, Moreno-France, 
by split decision, majority decisions, plus 500. Schemmelsberger Murano, plus 500, split decision, majority decision. And then finally, Edwards Kim, same thing, plus 360, all a third of a unit. Now, I'm dying to bet the Marino decision, but I'm holding off for now. Keep an eye on Twitter. I'm not trying to find Twitter followers. That's not the point. The point is advantage. Let's see where we are as we get through these fights tomorrow. Let's hope we can bank one, two units of profit and then move into August 6th UFC fight night in Las Vegas. I want to thank again all the loyal listeners from all the countries around the world that listen to us. Thank you so much. Good luck and enjoy the fights. Locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finacaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Oh, oh, is ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. 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 20LOO.